You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Beautiful right now. If, if the rain stays away and we get these cool temperatures, we're in good shape, buddy. Yeah, there's a slight chance for, I mean, you know how it is. Mm. In the winter, the rain's a little bit different than it is in the summer. It's not the tropical downpours. Right. Uh, but there's a chance for lunchtime, early afternoon, mid-afternoon rain, but it's not going to be too much. So I guess the track might not be as slick as we thought it would be because it rained through the night. Yeah, it did. It's uh, temperature-wise perfect for football. Pre-game, post-game, or no game at all, anytime is the right time for Zaxby's Platters. Feed your team. Of 12 to 14 people with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers, boneless or traditional wings. If you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with a sampler platter. Don't forget that world-famous sauce. Satisfy your chicken craving today with Zaxby's platters. Order online or through the app. Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Seminole booster for over 15 years. For Florida State, we normally, in this segment, do a sideline report. Uh, and and this, this, this time it would be critical. If um, if we were to find out the information this hour, we don't know. Rumors swirled last hour and early this morning and really late into the week that there might be some problems with personnel due to the flu. That's how we began the show, by informing everybody, and for those of you just tuning in, that uh, the flu seemed to, to really ravage Florida State's campus, not just Florida State athletics, not just Florida State football, but really the campus. It's unfortunate. We wish everybody well. But as it pertains to this game, it really could have a serious impact. Uh, we don't know who's a go and who's not at this point. Uh, the most serious speculation involves the quarterback position. Now, there we do know that Chubba Purdy transferred away. Might have been an opportunity for him to play today. Uh, we went over that transfer portal edition uh, earlier in the show. I'm not going to relitigate that, if you will, uh, but he's not an option. So you would be looking at Mackenzie Milton if Jordan Travis cannot play today. We don't know if that's accurate to say that he cannot play today. We do know that a lot of key members of this football team missed time in practice this week. Uh, some missed the bulk of the week. Some missed just a day. Again, without getting into specifics about who and how many days, we do know that a good number of players, including many who start, missed time at practice this week due to the flu. So we're going to be watching very closely. Everybody is to see who starts at quarterback today. Does McKenzie Milton get another start? Really, we, we were probably heading down a path at the time that we didn't think that that would happen again um, because, A, uh, there's no future in it. Um, if you were going to play guys, you were going to play guys that are going to be here next year and the year after. Um, so, And McKenzie himself, uh, when given an opportunity to get into the game against UMass, said, no, let some of the younger guys get out there and play. Um, you know, and, and I think for him, you know, at that point, you're kind of in the UMass game, you're resolved to the fact that uh, your future in football is likely coaching. And if you're a team guy, and he is, 
then you're going to say let some of these other guys get reps. It'll help them in their future. It was a it was a nice uh, you know it's a it's it's a nice thing to do as a teammate. But now you may be required. We don't know, but you may be called upon again and and have to give it a go. And the question will be, how effective can he be? Uh, we don't know the answer to that. We can speculate because we've seen him out there. We know that the run game suffers greatly when Jordan Travis is not there and the defense doesn't have to account for the threat of his legs. Uh, so you would think in some ways the run game would be greatly affected without Jordan Travis there, obviously. Uh, but how much better can your passing game be? Uh, well, we'll see how effective uh, physically McKenzie is. Part of the problem for him has been that foot. It, it, it appears to go numb at times. He's fallen down over air and grass so that would say to me that that's something wrong with the foot there we've also seen him not be able to get anything on the football at times and that's because he can't step in right so that's what I'm going to be looking for right off the bat is where is he at physically if he plays today yeah Mackenzie Milton that we've seen here in Tallahassee is much like the offense is with or without Mackenzie Milton on the field streaky you know, it, it, there's a rhythm to the way he plays. Uh, that that goes back to his days in Orlando, too, mm-hmm. even when he was fully healthy. You know, there would be three or four drives. You're like, my God, is this guy even a D1 quarterback? And then there are the next four drives. You go, well, did he just oversleep or something? What's, uh, did he not know the kickoff time? Because this looks like a completely different player. This looks like a Heisman candidate. Yeah. That's who he is. Now that's also accentuated with worse players around him and an injury that crops up from time to time, and that one that you can't predict. Mm-mm. So if he's on the field today, I would think the bubble screen game with the RPO is probably what we're looking at. You can still succeed with that and get to, I would think, the high teens, low 20s. Is that going to be enough? Well, more onus is on the defense. Here's hoping that the defense is fully healthy and ready to go today. This one's for you, announcing the Bud Light Sideline Experience Contest. If you're in Knoll in Tallahassee, text Bud Light Fan to 31996. That's Bud Light Fan to 31996. 996. That's Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. If you're the lucky winner, you score two sideline passes, hospitality passes, and fan gear for the FSU-Miami game on November the 13th. You have to be 21 years of age or older in order to enter. But again, uh, Bud Light Fan, all one word, to 31996. I'm glad they extended that contest. That's next week. So good luck to everybody who's entered. And if you haven't, get on it now. That Miami game's next week. I don't know if you heard about it. It's going to be a big one. The Mackenzie Milton thing, though, that gets fun, if you can just put your disappointed face away for a moment, if that's what happens, and we don't have it confirmed yet. But every great fighter has one more good fight in him, right? And he is a bona fide good college quarterback, especially when he was healthy. Yeah. I'm not going to say that he was perennially a Heisman candidate, but he's a good player. He's a real good player. He was. At, at, there were stretches of time where he was... Uh, uh, upper crust player in college football at the position. Well, one more good fight left in him. You never know. You know, you get second and seven out, a lot, and then he, you know, you let him, you let him manipulate defenses with his eyes, and he gets in that rhythm. Somebody pointed out uh, January man on the chat here, and and I when I read it, I, I nodded my head. That that's correct. Um, I he is in tempo a very good player because his instincts are good. He understands the game and he knows what he's looking at. So. If you get him into a rhythm and his body doesn't betray him, he is very good at understanding what defenses are trying to do to him. He knows where to go with the football. You saw uh, little glimpses of that in in a couple of starts where he kind of got it going. Now, when they're not in tempo and we don't have the run game going in any way, he doesn't have the physical attributes to overcome that. So 
it, it's something to look for today if he does play. And again, we're speculating. We do not know this is the case. But if he does play today, if he's, in fact, your starter, is that what they do? Do they go all tempo? Do they try to run a lot of tempo? Uh, better win first down. Better get that first completion. Get that thing going. Um, that's the key with all of that. If you don't and you're behind the chains, then it's going to be a long day because Florida State's certainly not very good in pass protection. It's going to be a long day very quickly if that's the case, too, because that's what tempo does. Yeah. You know, you're staring. There's nine minutes to go in the first quarter. It's the third possession for the opposition. You're yeah, like, oh, boy. Yeah, if you're not, yeah, that's, that's absolutely uh, true. So we'll have to. We'll have to watch that closely. I know we need to do the defensive keys to the game, and they're brought to you by Zaxby's. Uh, we'll get to that here in a moment on Tallahassee Game Day. Hey, headliners and elite headliners. It's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you. But we had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Something to note on that, Zaxby's has been upgrading Knoll fans and local heroes game day experience all season long. Friends at Zaxby's are proud to announce that uh, for the remainder of the season, they'll be giving their pair of 50-yard line seats to local heroes with the Guardian Ad Litem of the Big Ben, officially known as the Second Judicial Circuit Guardian Ad Litem Program. Our thanks to Zaxby's for their support of those who help local youth in our area. If you'd like to volunteer or to help change the life in an uncared for, um, <laughs> undercared for, I don't want to say completely uncared for, that just sounds so depressing, undercared for a young person in our community, Head to gal2.org, G-A-L-2.org. They do unbelievable work. Yes, they do. We get to see what they do for, you know, morsels of the year, but, um, you know, 365 days. They are dedicated to what they do for kids in our community, and we can't thank the Guardian Ad Litem and uh, charities just like that enough. Defensive keys to the game also brought to you by Zaxby's. Uh, needless to say, guys, we're telling you to get you some Zaxby's. Uh, and I would tell you, Tom, today – Obviously, you got to shut down the run game. They have two backs that they like to run at you and be physical with. I think Florida State can shut that down. Other teams have begun to shut that down against NC State. Now, Leary is a very capable quarterback, but if you can get them into predictable situations, he's not so dynamic 
that he goes and wins games on his own. So I, I, I think for Florida State, do what you've done for the better part of this year in, in being good against the run. Now, they did get worn down in the Clemson game, and, and they gave some up late. But I feel like you can be effective against the run game here. Yeah, I think so. Bam Knight, the last two weeks, has averaged just over two yards a carry, and that's the guy that uh, Zonovan Knight is his given name, but uh, that's the guy who's been there for a little while at NC State and somebody who's made us look rather foolish as we've been challenged physically and not been able to meet that challenge against NC State's rushing attack. If we're healthy today, I think we can answer. Ricky Person is the player to watch. I believe he wears number eight for NC State. He's the guy who can get yardage in chunks from the running back position. He's got long runs over 17 yards in most every game this season for the Wolfpack. He'll catch the ball in the backfield for 10 or more yards at least once a game, half the time so far this season. So that's the guy who can amass the yardage in quick chunks. Bam Knight is the guy that they look to as more of the steadying force. If you can neutralize that, that's great. To me, I think that we will, and so therefore my key actually goes to the secondary. Is it for real? Are these improvements for real? Because Clemson's pass game is atrocious, even though they've got weapons, and it looked okay last week. Now you've got another challenge where Amika Mezzi's been there since 2017 catching Devin passes. Carter is there. Yeah, they've got guys. Devin Carter has as many targets as Thayer Thomas. You wouldn't know that because he drops the ball every five times yes. it's thrown to him. He does. Thayer Thomas is another good weapon that, again, if you run a lot of man principles or you want to get up close to the line of scrimmage in a third and short or a goal line situation, that they will create rub routes for Thayer Thomas. Uh, that was the tying touchdown against Clemson in overtime, a particular nice concept mm-hmm. there. So for me, it's all right. I think you're better. Are you really better, defensive backs? Because here's your opportunity today against a quarterback who is accurate with the football, doesn't make too many bad decisions. Can you force him into bad decisions and or win one-on-one battles? Because these guys can go up and get the football at NC State. They ran and do run a lot of what Jimbo Fisher does. The mesh concepts are there, yep. uh, certainly. They like the... Uh, uh, the horizontal game. I mean, I, I, I if think, you run zone, they'll go curl flat yeah, on you. Yeah, yeah a lot of pro style, a lot of pro style stuff there. Um, they do, they do run some RPOs off of it. Um, but I, I just, it's not a dynamic offense. It's a, you know, I think a, a steadying offense. I think it's it doesn't yeah. make a lot of mistakes. I think it's it's able to take advantage of what you give it. Uh, I think that the best aspect of this NC State team when they're playing well. Is their defense now again? They've lost some personnel on that side of the ball. They had two linebackers go down, and both were very good players. Uh, Cyrus Fagan is what he is. I don't care about him as much. He was an okay player here, and he's an okay player there. Uh, but they've lost him too to injury as well. But the linebackers were important, and yep. those two going down has had a huge impact on this defense. They are no longer. Um, a dominant defense. They are just a good defense. Well, and NC State's also missing an interior offensive lineman now, too. So we'll see how that impacts damn things. Damn shame. Uh, Devin Leary's numbers when he faces pressure go down, like, precipitously. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah. they, I mean, they, you would expect they go down under pressure, right? Uh, you know, not everybody's Jameis in 2013. <laughs> yeah. But what's interesting is, again, if you look at the splits, pressure doesn't mean blitz. It doesn't always mean blitz. In fact, if you're really good up front, you don't need to ever. Devin Leary against the blitz is about the same as Devin Leary, not against the Blitz. What does that tell me? That NC State's excellent at communicating pre-snap and yep. picking up extra pressures. But if you look at when f- facing pressure and when not facing pressure, Devin Leary is a very different quarterback. 71% completion percentage when not pressured. When there is pressure in the pocket and he's hurried, 45% completion percentage. That's a big, big difference. And it's not through the Blitz. So the front four has to win. Because if you have to bring more than four... 
clearly what it, what the blitz numbers tell me is Devin knows how to process information and where to go with the football. Yeah, he's very concise and and quick to to read that. And and I think you're right about that. I, the front four has been very good for us though this year. So yes. I mean, I, I do think that that's if you have to rely on something like that, it's good to have players up front that have really produced for you. I mean, I I just time and again come away impressed with that group. They've been the most consistent aspect of this football team. So, uh, and and by the way, again. If you got guys out today, we, we're speculating. We don't know, but we know a lot of guys mispracticed. We've said that a lot today, but just refreshing for people who are just joining the show. You know, I mean, look, if you got a lot of guys out, hopefully none of them are on that front four because uh, for this defense because those guys, along with the depth behind it, have been very, very good, and they can take over games for long stretches at a time where you just absolutely bottle up an offense and give your offense repeated chances to keep you in the game. Well, and for once, unless they're trying to surprise you, you know, you've got a quarterback that can't break the pocket and run for 15 and 20 yards if you break contain. You know, he's not going to make you pay to that tune. Now, it might be third and five, and he gets six yeah, to pick right, up the right, first right. down. Yeah, he's not completely immobile. But he's yeah, not Garrett yeah, yeah. Schrader, who's going to run for 45 yards. You're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. For the first time in a long time, we're facing a quarterback like that. For about a month straight, outside of UMass, that's been the opposite. Yeah, we've had time and again where you think to yourself, well, you know, that's just something you're going to have to live with. Today, you don't have to live with it being backbreaking. I guess is the best way to say right. it. It could be a drive extender, and yeah. you get mad, but it's not going to be six. Yeah, that... <laughs> Man, yeah, we did have a stretch there where that was every time it happened. You thought, well, really, does the guy got to be capable of running for 25 yards every time we turn our back against you? I mean, because you're in man so often, that does happen. We don't have zone eyes, as they say. Right, you know, right. we're not able to take a look at it as much. Um, so, and we and we simply really can't. Our, our personnel does not allow us to do that. And when we do do it, we don't do it well. Talking about zone. So well, and that's where you hit on it. They do run RPO concepts against man. They've got a game plan for everything. I, I like this offense. I do. No, I oh, I think that if you're just talking about what they run and their ability to execute it at times, yes, I, I conceptually I'm with you. I like what yeah. they do. Uh, it's not dynamic. It's just good. That's just but but the scheme is what you like, and I do too. Correct. And Leary at times can make dynamic throws. He's got the back shoulder throw in the repertoire. Uh, you know, if he's got to throw the back pylon on on a certain concept, he can do that. Uh, deep down the middle is whatever, but outside the numbers, he's fairly accurate down the field. So again, I think you're going to get a good challenge if our top guys are out there, defensive back. You're going to see a good challenge. Here's an opportunity to prove to everybody who's watching all the Noel fans that this is not the fake. This is real improvement. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to be a broken record. The caveat is again. How healthy are they? How much energy do they have? How many of those kids that have shown progress? Because I believe, for example, Kevin Knowles' progress is real. Regardless if it shows up today or not, yeah. it's real. He's a good player. I don't know how healthy he is today. Don't know if he's had any problems with the flu or not. We don't know that about each and every player on this team. A lot of guys missed. Which ones did specifically? We don't really know. Well, the other thing, too, is we're watching how we perform against a bona fide passing attack with an eye towards Miami. That's also what we're doing here. That is unreal what we've seen Miami do these last couple of weeks. Uh, the Van Dyke kid has gone nuts. If you, But if you have answers today to pretty good ACC players and a pretty good passing offense in the ACC, it makes you feel better about what we're about to see next week. Not that it necessarily is going to translate, but you'll feel better about it than if we get torched for 400 yards today. Yeah, you'll feel like you have a, a, a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Tallahassee Game Day brought to you by Zaxby's continues in a moment. 
Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Time for Who's Hot, Who's Cold, brought to you by Barano Heating and Air Conditioning, a longtime friend and partner of the Jeff Cameron Show, as well as Tallahassee Game Day. Turn to the experts at Barano Heating and Air Conditioning for all your heating and cooling needs. No matter what time of year it is, Barano will always be there for you. Head to BaranoAC.com or call 580-4029. That's 580-4029 today. Uh, who's hot? Hmm. hmm. Jermaine Johnson. I challenged that uh, he needed to step up in a big spot against Clemson because he had, you know, 90% of his sacks and tackles for loss in the first handful of games this season. And he made a play that would have been in Florida State Clemson lore had we been able to finish the football game. Yeah. And was promptly penalized for showing uh, enthusiasm uh, upon making a game changing play. That's, that's what that rule's there for, everybody. Penalize people for showing emotion in the game of football. That's what we do around here. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, he's a good player. Very good player. And has been all year long. Plays the run well. Can get after the passer. If he gets one-on-one, he really does showcase three solid pass rushing uh, moves. Uh, he can get into your chest and, and really dominate with a bull. Uh, we've seen the swim. And, of course, his ability to kind of – he gets that left hand and pulls towards and swims around. It's it's beautiful to watch. He's a good player. Well, and given what we said in defensive keys and looking at Devin Leary's numbers against pressure is not necessarily blitzing. If the front four is the key to life of making <laughs> sure Devin Leary is not comfortable today, then Jermaine Johnson has to continue that trend and put together a nice little stretch in November, make himself some more money. Like Go make yourself as much money as possible, man. You've done everything you, you could have in your power to help this program get to back to where it needs to go. In fact... You probably gave us the chance that we never deserved to beat Clemson last week. Given what our offense was doing, you literally put us ahead, and we couldn't hold it for you. I'm bummed for him for that reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bummed a little bit there, too. I, I know that, um, you know, you, again, you, you look at his play, you look at what the defense did in the second half of the game, you saw a real improvement. The first half, they weren't very good in that game. The offense just really couldn't ever get anything going, and, and we know why. Uh, again, if you can't block it up, can't move the football – Cold uh, at this point. I mean, I don't know that there's any specific player other that I want to name because uh, I, I'd rather just name a segment group. Um, but the linebackers aren't any good, and I say it every week. And it's really hard to watch when you go back and rewatch our games. The amount of runarounds, missed opportunities, uh, wrong gap, uh, terrible in coverage. Uh, I'm going to say the linebackers. They've been ice cold all year long. They yep. play hard. They play hard. And I don't have anything personally against any of our linebackers, uh, but they don't sustain a high level of play. One of the words in the lexicon on the JCS is rat trapping. That's what they were doing in the second quarter last week. The defenses in, in general responded fairly well in the second half, but they needed to get to halftime. And even then, it was more about limiting damage than preventing damage. You know, They had a good finish to the game, but the beginning of the second half was okay. But they were much better, and it looked like they had their heads about them a little bit more than they did in the first half, or the second quarter specifically last week. For me, cold, it's easy. It's the return game. Just garbage every week. I mean, it's so bad. I just don't even mention it anymore. It's like it's not even an element of football because we do it so poorly. 
it drives me nuts. We don't catch the ball <laughs> unless it's the five yard line. That's you know, I mean, what are we doing? Then we'll go out of our way to make amazing catches, right? On the five. And the thing is, and and it's probably worth clarifying here because this is technically a different program than our weekly one. You know, JP has done fine with the position group. We'll see how the younger kids at defensive end develop. He's a good recruiter. He's a good guy. I like him personally. He's a hockey fan. He's a big Washington Capitals fan. I won't hold that against him. But with the special teams, if the voice has got to change, if Mike is dominating those meetings and John is there for the ride, then then maybe John needs to run those meetings. If John is the one that's leading all the special teams meetings and these kids just aren't listening to what he's saying, mm-hmm. another voice needs to be in the room, man. We're done with this. It's two months of it. It's been it, It's holding us back. I can't believe to, with all the problems we have on this roster, I'm telling you that special teams is holding us back. That should be the thing that's pushing us forward. It's so bad. It is one of the ways to kind of make up for some other elements of your team that aren't where they need to be, and we thought it would be. We, we certainly said coming into the season that that's what it would be because they work so hard at it. They value it with their words. They tell you this, and then their actions in practice suggest that they mean that, and yet we don't get the execution on game day. So... I, I would think that's a, an opportunity. And this offseason, it will happen for sure. Uh, any good coaching staff, self-scouts. And I would. my guess is there's no way to – I mean, it's, it's, it's an obvious thing, right? Uh, there's no way to avoid the deficiencies. It, it shows up in the numbers as well as the eye test. So, like, the actual numbers tell you they're bad. And then when you watch them, you can tell that they're bad. There's no way to ignore this glaring weakness. So, uh, when they self-scout, I think he's going to end up having to look at – what are the way we're teaching this? What is not translating? Because I don't have any questions about when I watch it at practice. It's fundamentally sound what they're teaching, and they rep it to death, but it does not show up in the game. No. So what is the disconnect? You could even say that UMass beat us in the return game in special teams. Oh, I mean, they did. I mean, they yeah. did. Yeah, you know, it was one fumble for one fumble, and still they beat us. Like it's just, it's crazy to me. It, it, you're right. They rep it a bunch. Seems like the things that they're teaching make sense. But when you can't even beat UMass in the kick return game, then it's not just about personnel because they put their big players out there too. So something's up. But it would be nice, listen, in a game like today where you're going to be shorthanded to some degree, we just don't know who and where, but you're going to be shorthanded to a degree because of the flu bug. Hidden yardage would help, but you just can't bank on it. And that's why that thing is ice cold as a carrier unit from Barano Heating and Air Conditioning. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, that was Who's Hot, Who's Cold, brought to you by our friends at Barano Heating and Air Conditioning, as Tom alluded to. Give them a call today, 580 uh, or head to com. I've got a few minutes here left in the segment before we move forward with it. I, I do, is there an aspect, when you did the third and lane piece this week, yep. uh, was there an aspect of... NC State's overall makeup that you thought could be taken advantage of by Florida State. I do this, I have this exercise when I'm thinking in my head about a matchup. You know, you do what everybody does with a game preview. You kind of go through, like, okay, head to head, offensive line versus defensive line, and you try to find the check marks, right, for each team. Well, Florida State, for several years now, tends to lose the check mark battle. Uh, because they don't have an elite group of players yet, and we're we're hoping to see more of those guys get here. But but usually you can find something where you say, oh, we have an advantage there, or we do this better than they do. Or was there anything that showed up to you when you were looking at this team and doing the third and lane? I mean, when NC State's at its best, then no, no. but but they're not consistently there, right? So that's the thing here. You're assuming that NC State's going to be a bit of a mixed bag, and if that's the case, it's the pass rush. 
It's going to get Leary off of his spots. Um, he does appear flustered by that at times, which some quarterbacks, they'll just stand in there, take it, take the hit, and deliver the ball, and you're like, man, this guy is unfazed. You can kind of get in Leary's head. I do think, given the way that NC State has produced on the ground, especially at Miami, I couldn't believe Miami rose up and stopped the run for the most part in that game, especially by Miami standards, which has been just terrible. They don't want to tackle. They don't want to stop the run. That was an aerial assault on the Hurricanes. They yeah. were not able to establish the run. I feel better about our chances of making NC State one-dimensional on offense. And I know that's a lot of defensive talk of late, but, I mean, again, when you're trying to project out your roster and you've got a flu bug going in Tallahassee, I, I like talking talking from more of NC State's perspective than Florida State's because I know what they're bringing down and what they're bringing to the table. Yeah, who's in, who's out, right. Right. If, they're, if it's a three-week trend for NC State and Bam Knight can't get going again... And person is their best option. You give yourself a chance. You're going to see a lot of third and sevens. And it's just a matter at that point, are you good enough to get off the field? But I think you could put NC State in a lot of third and mediums and third and longs today. Yeah, and I also think if we're looking at one element of a, of a matchup here that would be in Florida State's favor, it's the red zone. Florida State's been really good in the red zone, and I didn't think I'd say that because early in the year they were not. Right. Uh, but they've gotten better and better. In fact, uh, via Seminole Notes today, they converted 17 consecutive red zone trips for a total of 105 points, the fourth longest active streak in the country. That's ESPN stats and info, by the way. And the program's longest red zone scoring streak since converting 30 straight to end the 2016 season. It's first in 2017. For, uh, FSU was one for one with a touchdown in the red zone against Louisville, six for six against Syracuse, scoring four touchdowns, two field goals, three for three against North Carolina with three touchdowns, six for six against UMass, and five touchdowns there in a field goal, one for one at Clemson with a touchdown. Uh, when they get into the red zone, they're scoring right. now. I mean, they flat out are dominating the red zone. That is an area of specific improvement as the season has gone on. They've been very good with that. Now, that is an interesting matchup because NC State is coming in playing pretty well in the red zone themselves on defense. If you look at the Louisville game Mm -hmm. last week where it was close to the end, you look at that score and you're like, oh, wow, NC State pulled away and it was not interesting. That game was was nip and tuck. It was 14-13 and it was in the balance. But Louisville, uh, Satterfield was a complete wimp early on in the game. Always. Right, it's fourth and short. You've got Malik Cunningham. He kicks a field goal. They miss it from like thirty yards, and then later in the game, NC State, I believe, gets a fourth down stop. It was if it wasn't in the red zone, it was on the precipice mm-hmm. of the red zone. But NC State is playing well defensively in situations. You wonder if the attrition is going to affect that. The other thing too is since they run the three three five again, your offensive line has got to communicate because NC State will come at you from all angles. They zone blitz as well. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you've got to have great communication there, but. If it's a straight three-man rush, can you handle that? Well, you should be able to. It's not Clemson's defensive line. I would hope so, but if I'm a a left defensive end going against Robert Scott at right tackle, I'm I'm trying the speed rush on every play until he proves he's fast enough to get the corner because by the third quarter of the game against Clemson, they had figured out, oh, I don't need to do anything fancy. I'll just run right around you. I'll just run past you. Yeah. uh, you, One final note on the red zone stuff. Again, when you're looking for improvement and buy-in and all that stuff, and you see this in the red zone and you're executing at that high a level to where you're top 10 nationally, it's worth noting that they're that way, too, on defense. They're second in the ACC currently, but they're seventh nationally in red zone defense, allowing a score on only 65% of drives that reach the red zone. Um, six of 12 uh, red zone conversions in the country, they've held opponents to six of 12. That's 50%. Um, and, and that's just points, like field goals. I, they have done a very yeah. good job of keeping people out of the end zone. This is where, again, if you look at Devin Leary, uh, you know, across his career at NC State, across this season, you can see that he has throws that 
you know, force guys open. They do a couple of things really well that that concern me when we when they get into the red zone. Number one, that RPO, he understands how to run it, and he understands what he's looking for in the keys, and they do a good job of bringing linebackers or safeties up towards the line of scrimmage and forcing the throw over the top, and he hits it. He's also good at the back shoulder in those situations, but force him to make those throws. That would be the thing this year. Last year against NC State, Bailey Hockman, it was too damn easy. <laughs> it was too damn easy. That's the only good game the kid's ever played. Yeah, yeah. And it, well, and they played him down here two years ago, and and he was awful. Yeah, but force Leary to make those throws. He's capable of them. And I will. I'll, you tip your cap if it's Jerryon Jones against a Mezzi, and it's a perfect back shoulder fade. What can you do, man? What can you do? But force that, please. Don't make life so easy that there's a coverage bust in the red zone like there were last year. I don't think there will be. And those numbers that you said, you know, indicate that we're much better in that regard. Much better. Tallahassee game day brought to you by Zaxby's continues in a moment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You work hard, so you deserve the good things in life, like getting an amazing deal on awesome internet. That's why there's never been a better time to switch to Xfinity. Get the fast and reliable internet you deserve for $20 a month for 12 months with a one-year contract. And for the first time ever, ask how to get 12 times the speed for the same internet price when you add Xfinity Mobile. Just imagine, faster downloads, more streaming, the possibilities are endless. That's more speed, and you'll save hundreds over AT&T. Plus, ask how to get an eligible 5G phone on us, and for a limited time, $300 back. So what are you waiting for? Sign up now because you deserve awesome internet. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless billing and auto pay ends 11-21-21. Restrictions apply. New performance starter internet 50 Mbps customers only. Equipment, taxes, and fees extra and subject to change. After term, regular rates apply. Compares monthly service charge for Xfinity 600 Mbps and AT&T 500 Mbps each with one unlimited mobile line for a year as of 10-6-21. Reduced speeds after 20 GB of mobile usage. Tallahassee Game Day is brought to you by Zaxby's, the official chicken of sports fans. Tallahassee Zaxby's, proudly supporting Florida State University and Seminole Boosters for over 15 years. Now here's Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. The disclaimers on those things are amazing, by the way. It's like the uh, any of the medicine ads that you see. Hmm. Those are always hilarious. Like they tell you about the goodness, and then the last forty-five seconds of a sixty-second commercial is how you could die, right? <laughs> yeah. If you take this, yeah. you know. By the way, this might help save your life, or it could kill you in a lot of disastrous ways. And I'm going to tell you about them for the next forty-five seconds. It could cause heart attack, stroke, priapism. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's just, really, none of those three things sound appealing. Excessive diarrhea. You're like, really? That's what we're doing around here. Oh man, today's game uh, predictions are brought to you by Lane's Medical Shop. Locations in Colquitt and Donaldsonville, Lane's Medical Shop offers all your medical supply needs. They even have delivery and emergency services available. Lane's Medical Shop, 229-758-9111. 229-758-9111. Tell them I sent you or Wordchant.com sent you for a half-off discount. It's a nice little perk right there. Mm, half, half off. Half off is crazy, right? Yep. Uh, buy one crutch, get the second one for free. 
I don't know who's going to start today for Florida State. I don't know who's available for Florida State today. I don't know how much of a depth chart Florida State has with guys that have actually impacted games this year. I have no idea what our personnel is going into this game because of the flu, the amount of practices missed by certain players, all that stuff. It makes doing a game day prediction awfully difficult. I had, if both teams were healthy and the the knowables were what we expected them to be. Uh, I still had NC State winning this game this week. Tom, I can't remember what I predicted. You might remember. We we all uh, had to do game predictions, but it was something similar. I think you and I were very similar. I said twenty seven seventeen. You said like thirty one fourteen. Something like oh, that. Oh no, I don't think I had it getting blown out. Um, I did. I'll have double it. check. I had us losing. I, I know that, but I think it was like by ten or thirteen points, something like that. One prediction I have for today, and this is going to happen. So it's not even a prediction. It's just a future fact. I'll be at a place. I don't know if you know about this place, buddy. It's called Warchant.com. It's mm. a great website. Heard covers of it. Florida State. Yep. I'll be there from about 2 o'clock till kickoff, scouring the updates to see who the hell is dressed and who's in street clothes. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's not even going to be a situation where there's dudes in street clothes. They won't be there. No. They've got the flu. So when they're doing the bean counting from the press box, I will be on Warchant.com, the Tribal Council, waiting for those updates because those are critical. That changes everything about how you feel about today's game. Everything. Yeah, I'm um, I'm skeptical of their chances because of the way the week has gone. You know, even the guys, Tom, that are going to play, let's just say uh, that, in fact, uh, they are able to give it a go. How much did they get done in preparation this week? I mean, if, you, if you're missing practice left yep. and right, uh, you got a real problem. So we'll see. Um, the rumor, and it is still just a rumor, we have no confirmation. Is that correct? That's correct. The rumor is that Mackenzie Milton has a chance to start today because Jordan Travis uh, may have missed significant time this week with uh, with the flu bug. Right. And if that's the case, then uh, you know obviously it w- we'll be watching intently. But uh, I just don't know what you're going to get from Mackenzie Milton if that's accurate. Well, and this is the thing where it's not breaking news whatsoever. Is you know what the two deep says? Chubba Purdy transferred. So if anybody's out, you know who the next guy up is. If Jordan's not available, McKenzie's going to play. I mean, that was going to be the case either way this week. And, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. No, well, that's not wild, irresponsible speculation. That's accurate. That's what was you know. That's maybe the thing that bothered Chuba. Yeah, if you want some behind the, the curtain stuff, now that Chuba's you know obviously gone, and it was made public by Chuba himself too. You know, he wasn't there at practice earlier this week, and we thought that perhaps it had something to do with the flu bug that's going around the team. For him, it was different. For him, it was different. We, but, you know. For him, it was different. Uh, we don't know. You know, I couldn't confirm this, but I was told that he didn't return with the team from Clemson. Damn. Cleaned out his locker and uh, just went home with mom and dad, huh? I think he was about done dealing. Um, so, uh, now, I don't know if that's 100% true. I was told that. Must have felt very bullish about those two drives against UMass. Just frustrated, I guess. You know, here's the thing about that, and I don't I don't wish an ill will on the kid. I hope he goes and, and has some success. Um if you're asking my opinion, will he? Eh, probably not. But depends where he goes. Depends right? on where he goes, right? Um, he, you know, he just didn't do enough in the practices that we saw to warrant um, sort of the 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 aggressive pursuit of uh, that playing time. You know, like within. I mean, I'm sure there were discussions. I'm sure he had to go to the coaching staff more than once. I hope he did, and express his frustration um, about not getting more reps. Uh, but when we watch practice, there was never anything ever 
that would have you believing that he should absolutely be seeing more playing time. I mean, just never saw it. No, there there would be a flash, but then the consistency. Like Tate's more consistent in practice than than Chubba is, yeah. at least from what I saw. Yes. But the thing is, and listen, we're allowed to have real talk on you know, well, it's real talk ninety three, but we're allowed to speak openly and freely on a pregame show. Even you want, you typically want an optimistic bend to the yeah, conversation. Yeah, sure, there's a lean. If you're not good enough to usurp Jordan Travis, who's an incomplete player, then. What are we doing here? Like, Correct. so why why are we all crying about it? Nobody's you know what I mean? Crying. Nobody's crying. You shouldn't be crying either. Everybody, it's all right. It's okay. That frees some stuff up. The point is, Jordan <laughs> is very good at what he does, but you know, it's the one thing he does. What percent of the playbook can you open up to Jordan Travis? Ten, fifteen percent of the playbook. Look, what that, percent could you open to a dual threat quarterback who has the base skill set in theory on paper that Chuba would have? Correct. Eighty. 90%? Well, yeah, and you yet can, you, you still can, can't win that job? That tells me all I need to know. Yeah, you could run your offense. You could run your offense. They're not running their offense right now, and this has been a talking point for a number of weeks. Um, you have to do what you have to do to get by. You are tasked with the responsibility of trying to win football games. And at some point earlier this year, after experimenting, somewhat disastrously so, they recognized this isn't working. We can't have our cake and eat it too. We're not going to be able to introduce these other elements. We're going to have to go with a guy, play to his skill set, and you know call plays accordingly and try to execute exceptionally well. So let's get this guy prepared. Let's get our line with the angles, try to you know work in the run game here, and hope like hell we improve on defense and we're in some games. Turned out it did work. It did work on the road against, obviously you got you snuck out a win against Syracuse and then you went on the road and you beat North Carolina and you played really well there. Um, you just couldn't block Clemson. People want to know where all the wrinkles were and all this other stuff to our offense. Well, if you can't block the opposing team, I don't care what you call, it's not going to be successful. You're not going to have opportunities because you couldn't block them. Hell, we couldn't block Clemson's three-man front. So that was a lost cause. And yet they still almost won the game. They still found a way to be in it late. So they're playing hard. They're playing smart. Uh, they're, they're trying to get the most out of what they have, but they are limited. If we're just talking about the quarterback position, you know, that room has got to get better. I would, you know, thank goodness they've got A.J. Duffy. It looks like he is as firm a commit as you're going to get. He's going to enroll early. That's his plan. That's good news. I would, like you said earlier in the show, go out and bring in another guy. I would. I, I would. That room's competition. It doesn't mean Jordan can't win. I welcome him into the competition. Uh, you know, we'll see. He may he may take offense to it. I don't really care. He's not good enough for me to worry about that. I'm going to go get somebody else and have them compete. Yeah, and if he does play today, let's live in that uh, moment. Well, I hope where, he does. You know, give him the best chance to win. Right. Well, let's see that he can run the read option with the confidence level that, that he did he against did a, Carolina. Yes, and then also run with decisiveness. The one thing that killed me last week is you got to read the room. You know if you're Jordan Travis. You have to know by watching film that I've got to do more than anybody else in this offense in order for us to win. I've got to do it. Me. Me. And it's not by keeping your eyes downfield for an extra two or three seconds when you can break the pocket and even run for five or six yards and slide. You know, if that gets you in a third and three instead of third and eight, great. Great. Because guess what? Now they've got to fear your legs and your arm on third down, and they've got to defend it as such. But there were four or five, at minimum, occasions, I thought, last week where he breaks the pocket and I like that you keep your eyes down the field. It's what we ideally want in our quarterbacks. Typically. But you don't have the receivers to break free. So even if you were able to deliver the ball downfield, and I know what you would say, but even if you were able to <laughs> deliver the ball downfield with some zip and some accuracy and consistency, are you going to win that, those matchups with Clemson, with our receivers? Probably not. And if you've got grass in front of you for even four yards, 
Again, it holds true today too, Tom. If he has the opportunity, go. I don't know. Again, we don't know if he's going to play or not. Game time, we'll be watching very, very closely. Everybody, everybody will be. Uh, I would invite you to follow uh, the Warchant.com staff. Uh, in particular, this afternoon, Ira and Corey will in, they'll be in the stadium early. They're going to be watching warmups. Watch their Twitter feed. Go to Warchant.com. It's updated there too. If you want, uh, you'll be able to you know kind of get an idea of what personnel is out there. Uh, I'm very very interested to see who's available for this game. It's not just the quarterback position. A lot of guys missed time this week. We know that. A lot of guys have been affected by the flu. So, you know, that's Ontario Wilson. That could be Keyshawn Hilton. That could be Robert Scott. Could be right. Maurice Smith. Could be, you know, Cam McDonald. Plus, he came off the field with injury. Could be, you know, I don't know, Jermaine Johnson. Yeah. You got to be watching closely who we have because that gives you an idea whether or not we have any chance at all. Well, in the final few minutes before we sign off, too, we got to thank Vishal, who always, man, thank you so much, Vishal, for your support of the I program. I have it up. I appreciate it. It just that. came in this very thank segment. Thank you, so Vishal. We appreciate that. Uh, Lawrence Toafili got hurt towards the end of the game. Yes, he last did. Week. Well, on the very, not towards the yeah, end right, of the game. Right, it was the final play. It was the final play. Stupid ass thing, yes. It was. That whole situation was just, yeah. You're throwing a Hail Mary. <laughs> well, whatever. That game happened. It's over. The word around the program was that it wasn't terribly serious. Even though it looked bad in the moment before the TV broadcast went off the air, they didn't think it was terrible. So let's see if he's available today. Hopefully he is. But that's another weapon that, again, if the flu bug has taken over the who's in, who's out conversation here. But Cam McDonald left that game with an injury. Actually, Fabian Lovett left early in the first half, came back and played. Yeah. Uh, but Cam McDonald, it looked like he came back and played well. He did, yeah. he did. Yeah. I was surprised to see that, and I thought the moment that he was out, I'm like, oh man, We're in trouble. here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did, outside of a couple of chunk plays on the ground, they did pretty good at stopping the run. I thought, I thought, given all yeah, of Clemson, Shipley ended up having 120 something yards rushing. But yes, well, they had 60. Like you know, as a team, they had 60 on the one run. Mm-hmm. It was the outside zone longest left. run we've given up this year. Yeah, yeah, we hadn't given up a 20 yarder. We gave up yeah. several in that game, but. I thought down for down and in the in the throws of the game, we competed and we battled hard against the run. But Fabian Lovett was banged up, came back in. That that's the moral of the story. Cam, is he back? We'll see. He's very important to the offense. And Toa Feely played has played a lot better the last couple of weeks, so he would be a weapon if he is available. Yeah, uh he he's a guy that, you know, by the way, that one of the best throws Jordan Travis has ever made. Uh, that yeah. is a beautiful yeah. on the wheel. Uh, that that's a beautiful throw. I, you you couldn't walk it up there and hand it to him any better than that. There's no slowing down or anything like that. It's in rhythm. It, it's it's beautiful. Everything about it. Um, so you know, I, I I hope all these guys are able to give it a go. I I thought even with a healthy team that Florida State was kind of outmanned in this game. I didn't give them no chance to win. Yeah. Uh, I do give them no chance to win if you're missing several starters because this is not a team with a lot of depth. They don't have a lot of depth, so if you're missing starters, you got problems. Yeah, it gets really tough. You just you're glad that this game is not up in Raleigh because that's already a house of horrors for us. Even when we were a good program, like remember 2014, the Jacoby Brissett game, when dude's Neo in the Matrix, just like hovering <laughs> above the ground, throwing. I mean, like Patrick Mahomes type throws yes, from the Super Bowl. I, I do remember, except they were completed. Little prayers. Uh, I I would give us absolutely no chance if we were on the road, even with a full group because they play that much better at home. Jalen, I'll answer your question really quickly. The defense is going to have to dominate the game today for us to win. The defense is going to have to carry the day. A lot of players missing practice this week. I, I have a hard time believing the offense is going to be in any sort of rhythm. We'll see. But I, I the defense is going to have to dominate 
this game if Florida State is to win it. I think we're both picking NC State to win. We both want to be wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's not that we're punchless, but we yeah. got, we got to know who's playing. Yeah, got to know who's playing. Uh, good work, Matthew. Good work, Tom, as always. Thanks to all of you who listen to the program. Enjoy the game if you're going today or if you're at home. Have fun with your friends and family. Enjoy it. Go Knowles, as always. We'll talk to you next time.